0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Wisdom Awakening. I'm your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Glad to be with you again on this glorious Monday morning. Hope you're looking forward to a great week because this is a day that the Lord has made. We'll be glad and rejoice in it. And listen, the path of the righteous is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. You ought to be looking up, looking forward. God has great things in store for you. And by the way, God has great things in store for the United States of America, in spite of what all the naysayers and the negative people and the people who are downing the country and condemning the country as to say, God has great things in store for our country because people of faith have prayed and sought his face. And folks, there is going to be a great awakening in America. I am confident of that. There's going to be a third great awakening in America. There's going to be. In fact, I really believe it's already begun. We're just seeing the, the, the beginning, the seedling come up through the ground. But God is going to do a wonderful thing in this country. I believe it was ordained before the foundation of the world, just as the United States of America was ordained before the foundation of the world. So I, I'm, I am excited about that. I'm, I'm enthused about it because if you don't have a vision, the Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. If you don't have a vision for the future, not based on fantasy, but rooted and grounded in the word of God, you will despair. You'll look at circumstances and just go, what's the point? I mean, this is a mess. And look, and in many ways, it is a mess. We don't deny reality. The reality is that things are a mess in our country right now. Folks, the left has gotten a hold of this country and its cultural institutions, and they are ruining it. They are ruining it. And most people don't even know that they're being manipulated by the left, that the propaganda is flying. Big tech is are nothing but propaganda machines now. I mean, I know you may be watching me on Facebook and I, and I thank God for that. But uh, and I've been told by our social media consultant that there's a reason why they're not bothering me. It has to do with their dealing with advertising revenue, primarily with programs like this. And uh, the moment I begin to advertise this and try to increase the audience for this, that's the point at which they're going to start to take uh, a lot harder look at what I'm doing and what I'm saying. That shouldn't even be the case. They shouldn't care what I'm doing and what I'm saying. As long as I'm not being vulgar or pornographic or threatening people or anything like that, whatever I have to say should be answered with other people who disagree and saying, well, wait a minute, here's another perspective. Here's something Bishop Jackson didn't say. Here's something... Here's some facts. Here's some truth that the world needs to understand. But instead, no, they just want to shut you down, which brings me to the point. Before I get into the word, we're going to get back to John chapter 16 today. Before I get into the word, it brings me to the point I want to make. And folks, please hear this and hear this well. And don't forget this. Most of you watching probably know this, but please make sure you share this. Please make sure you like and follow uh, me on my Facebook page so that we can keep expanding our audience, but also share it. Look, we have been invaded by communists. And I don't mean communists from outside, although I think the the communist Chinese are certainly infiltrating this country. But I'm talking about communism from within. Marxists are in many ways in charge of many of the institutions of this country, and they have an entirely antithetical worldview to the basis and the foundations upon which America was established. And what we are witnessing right now is the rise of Marxism in our country, an attempt to make our country a Marxist country. Now, nobody's going to step up and say, hey, well, Patrice Cullors made the mistake. She probably regrets it. Of saying we are trained Marxists. I don't think she ever intended anybody to hear that, but we heard it. Now we know the truth. trained Marxists out buying four or five million dollars worth of homes with all that money that apparently that was raised by Black Lives Matter. They deny that it's money raised by Black Lives Matter. But where else is she getting money? I mean, she's not a scientist. She's not an entrepreneur. She's where, where else is she getting money? I mean, Marxists have infiltrated the institutions of our country and they are trying to inculcate everybody, but particularly our young people, but everybody with a Marxist worldview and they are using race to do it. Okay. Race is the vehicle for propagating Marxism in our country. As I've said before, you probably have heard me expound on this. America doesn't work with uh, America is not an easy victim for classic Marxism because classic Marxism is based on class warfare. And we don't really don't have classes in America, certainly not in any distinct and definable way. Uh, you go to my church, and you'll find people of all kinds of backgrounds. Okay, you'll find highly educated people, you'll find people who, who just finished their high school education, you'll find people who dropped out of high school. Nobody says, oh I'm not, I'm not going to associate with those people, they are a different class. I mean we, we just don't think that way in America. We don't think that way here. So that doesn't work because Marx of course believed that the clash between the classes, the bourgeoisie, the owners of the means of production and the proletariat would lead to an inevitable violent overthrow of the bourgeoisie by the proletariat and the dictatorship of the proletariat, which really meant the dicta- dicta- dictatorship of the communist party. That's, I mean, that's the dictatorship of the proletariat, that's just such nonsense. The people become slaves to the communist system. They're not in charge of anything. The people are slaves to the communists who, Beat them, torture them, incarcerate them, put them in concentration camps and kill them when necessary without any conscience whatsoever. Because as long as you're furthering the cause of communism, what's the big deal? Do you, you understand what I'm getting at here? So race then is a substitute for class, because if you can get people divided on the basis of race, you've got something that's got emotional teeth in it because of the history of the country, because there's been a time in our country when racial ideology was very predominant. It it never controlled. Okay. It never controlled. And I say never controlled because yeah, even though you say it it was predominant, it was always being argued against. It was always confronting opposition. It was always trying to overcome those who said you're wrong. You can't do this. And I'm not talking about Americans of African ancestry, I'm talking about Americans of European ancestry who stood up against it and said, this is wrong. We cannot do this. These are human beings. You can't treat other human beings this way. But race then becomes a more attractive emotional tool of manipulation to get people disenchanted see because the whole theory of communism you got to get the proletariat disenchanted you got to make them aware of how bad things are and how unjust they are and how much better they're going to be when communists take over I mean it's the Saul Alinsky playbook all over again I mean Saul Alinsky was just a straight-up communist we got a lot of them I mean Pete Buttigieg I don't know I would say he's he's a communist whether de facto or du jour, is another matter. But his father was a confirmed communist, Joseph Buttigieg. Joseph Buttigieg founded the Antonio Gramsci Society, the international Antonio Gramsci Society. Antonio Gramsci is a premier communist thinker from Italy who posited the theory that rather than violent revolution, you can take over a country or a culture by simply supplanting what he called cultural hegemony with a new cultural norm, a new cultural hegemony. So you get in and you subvert the cultural values of the country and you replace those values with Marxist values. And that's exactly what's going on in our country. And so, I mean, you, you think of it. We don't, we don't want to give, we don't want to give uh, trophies to winners. That's not fair. We want to give trophies to everybody. I know you may think "Oh, that, the bishop, that seems a little way out. No, folks, you are, you are, are creating a new value system and the new value system, unlike capitalism says competition is bad. We don't reward competition. We reward cooperation and communalism. Give everybody a trophy. That way no one has to be offended. You know, that's the classless society, you see, Uh, in, in, in the educational system, as my wife taught 20 years in public schools, and very often there would be attacks on what was called the gifted and talented program. The gifted and talented program was a program that was intended to recognize students who had particular gifts and talents and abilities and intelligence and did well academically and tried to help foster those gifts and those abilities. The, the, the Marxists come along and say, oh, no, 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 that's not right. You can't do that. You can't distinguish between one child and another. Uh, which is we know from the, the from a pers- perspective of freedom. That's ludicrous. That's ludicrous. Of course, I can do things you can't do and you can do things I can't do. And you're gifted in ways I'm not and I'm gifted in ways you're not. Human beings are all different. Freedom means we get to pursue our God-given gifts and talents and abilities wherever they will take us. Not, oh no, no, you're, you're, you're gifted and talented. Well, we're not recognizing that. You're not, we're not putting you above anyone else. Well, in a sense, everybody's above everybody in the sense that everybody is gifted and talented differently. And not everybody minds and develops and 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 pursues those gifts and abilities and some people atrophy as a result but i believe that god has given every person gifts and talents and abilities and in a free society a free enterprise society each person pursues that but in a communist society no 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 you don't reward that that's not fair you have more than somebody else has we need to take what you have and give it to somebody else so that everybody's equal you know all this stuff about um racial equity. See, the whole notion of these groups, that's communism, because American society was built on the notion of the individual. Dr. Martin Luther King, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King believed that his, his famous quote, uh, I, I look to the day when my children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. That was a statement of individual liberty. In other words, you don't look at people, oh, there's this group over there, and there's that group over there, and this group is like that, and that group is like this, and this group doesn't have, you don't, you don't, you don't do, you don't, you don't measure life that way. You look at the individual, and the question is not, well, do they have less than someone else has? The question is, do they have the freedom and the opportunity to pursue their God-given gifts and talents and abilities wherever it will take them? And if they're lazy and don't want to do anything, and and they're impoverished as a result. That's their problem. That's not society's problem. If they don't want to study and, and develop their minds and learn and, and grow academically and put themselves in a position for a better job. That's their problem. That's not society's problem. They said, well, wait a minute, we got to look at the we look at how the group does no, it, it does. It doesn't really matter how the group is doing. See, this is this is the whole this is Marxist thinking. Because, look, and and they can't be consistent with it. Because if they were, there would be a massive move to revolutionize the American Football League and the, the, the National Basketball Association to reduce the number of black people playing on these teams and increase the number of Americans of European descent, of Asian descent, of Indian descent, of you name it. Because it's not fair that 75% of the players who become millionaires are black. It's not fair that 75% of the players the, the, uh, on football teams or basketball teams are profession- in professional sports are black. That's not fair. They have more than others have. See, they, they won't go there. They won't go there because we don't touch that one. Because that doesn't, that's not going to help the Marxist role. Because you start talking about touching these players and all the money that they're making, and you would the, the, the Democrat Party and the left would lose their base. Because what, 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 what are you talking about? They're there because they earned their way there. Ah! They're there because of what they contribute to the team. Oh! So they're not there because of the color of their skin. No, they're there because they're gifted, they're talented, they can do this, they can do that oh oh but that doesn't apply anywhere else apparently everywhere else people have got to be put somewhere based upon the color of their skin because if they're not there this something's wrong well maybe they're not there because they don't want to be there maybe they're not there because they don't have the talent or the ability to be there maybe they're not there because their values and their their lack of discipline don't allow them to get there You know, if you start measuring the progress of ethnic groups, you will find that if you want to do it that way, you will find that there are groups and don't hold me to this, but you understand the underlying principle, please, rather than nitpicking the exact facts I didn't review this for for, for my comment today. But if I'm not mistaken, um, the Irish, for example, are, are, are very, very gifted as a group in terms of the representation that they have in the area of the arts, um, poetry, prose. In other words, they're communicators. They've, if you'll forgive the expression, kissed the Blarney Stone. That's, you know, an Irish expression, meaning that the gift of gab. Math and science, no. That's not something as a group that you find highly represented among Irish people. Now, why don't we say, well, that must be because of discrimination. We must be doing something wrong. The Irish are being told you we're not teaching you math. We're not teaching you science. It could be because of their background, their culture, their interests because of their cultural um, because of their inculturation, if you will that they're more interested in some things than in others. It doesn't mean that somebody did something wrong. Now, here again, you talk like that when it comes to quote unquote, quote unquote, people of color, because let me tell you something. I refuse to ever talk that way. I, I, I do it to quote other people. But I don't, I, I do not, I will never, you will never hear me refer to people of color. Because that's just another Marxist construct. Because it's listen, everybody has color, folks, everybody. Some people are lighter in their complexion than others, but everybody has color, people of color. I mean, that's the, that's one of the most ridiculous terms I've ever heard in my life. It really is. So what are they? people with color and people with no color? Of course not. I was just musing about watching Harold Ford debating another Fox um, commentator. And I was looking at them and see, this is, I said, this is the absurdity. Harold Ford is a very light-complected guy. Now, I guess he has some African ancestry in his background. So here we would call harold ford every bit as light as his counterpart in this debate who would probably be is probably a person of european ancestry Harold ford has some african ancestry in his background but they would call harold ford because he's classed as black they would say he is a person of color and the other guy is not a person of color apparently i mean what, whatever that means i guess he, this, this guy is not a person of color Harold ford is a, yeah but the problem is they both have the same color <laughs> i mean <laughs> Folks, that is nothing but a Marxist strategy for dividing people. That's all it is. Because you can look with your, your, with your own eyes and look at two people and realize from a strictly reality perspective, there is no difference to say one is a person of color and the other is not when they both have the same complexion is ridiculous. But, I mean, it would be funny if it weren't so poisonous and insidious. So look, all of that Marxist rhetoric, that Marxist construct and that Marxist worldview way of looking at the world avoids the reality of what we're actually dealing with. See, in a Marxist worldview, the police are no good because the police represent the bourgeoisie. They represent the quote unquote ruling class. We don't have a ruling class in America. We really don't. I mean, we have educated people who go on to run businesses or or to to be high officials in government, and they are of all, all backgrounds. And I guarantee you, well, I don't I can't guarantee before Jesus comes because I don't know when Jesus is coming. But if Jesus tarries, we're going to probably end up with an Asian president. We're going to end up with with uh, a Hispanic president. I mean. And you know what? I don't care. That doesn't bother me a bit. You know what, what I'm concerned about? How they think. What their values are, what their principles are. That's what matters to me. I mean, I think one of the most vacuous and frankly superficial and stupid things I've ever heard is the expression, I need somebody who looks like me. Why? What difference does that make? I want somebody who thinks like me. I want somebody who shares my values in in, in places of influence and importance. I want somebody who I believe has the moral character to do that job and the competence to do that job in a way that is in in agreement with my values, particularly if that person is in government. But we're finding now, even if that person is in the corporate world, that's what I'm looking for. Not the complexion of the person. But but here again, what's Marx? what would Marx say? You need someone of the proletariat. You need someone who is not part of the ruling class and then they take over and become the ruling class and make things worse than they ever were before Marxism and communism took over. If you want to destroy this country. Keep voting for these Marxists, the Democrat Party has become a Marxist party. It is no longer a party of liberty. It is it is no longer it is no longer an American party. It is a Marxist party. I mean, I know there are Americans, but they don't think like they don't think like the values that built America. They think more like Karl Marx. Anita Dunn, who was in Barack Obama's administration, is back as an advisor to Joe Biden. And Adida Dunn is the person who famously said that when she is in a conundrum, when she's got a problem, when she's got an issue, uh, uh, Mao Zedong Tung is one of the people she turns to. Mao Zedong Tung was a vicious, bloodthirsty, murderous, genocidal communist maniac. And you got Americans who admire him. It's it's evil, folks. It's evil. And she's sitting in the government right now advising this president. And she is a straight up confirmed Marxist. Mao Tung can't tell me anything. Except what to look for in people who are as evil as he was. And how to avoid those people. He can tell me that because looking at him, you're looking at supreme evil. Yes, Marx uh, Mao was evil, supremely evil. And you've got American leaders talking about how, they, how much they admire him and they go to him for advice. Now, what does that tell you? And, and the, 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 this, this incessant admiration for, for Fidel Castro, another communist dictatorial murderer, and Che Guevara, another murderer. Vladimir Lenin, another murderer, Ho Chi Minh. Oh, people were lying, Ho Chi Minh, Jane Oh, Ho Chi Minh and the Viet Cong, murderers. They killed 2 million Vietnamese after the Americans left. But here again, you know how they undermined the Vietnam War, they turned it into a racial war. Oh, those, those yellow people haven't done anything to us. This is just racism. No, it was not, it was an ideological battle. Communism versus freedom. And here again, it just goes to show how, how dense people can be when the propaganda flies, how it takes over people's minds. How in the world was it a racist war when we were fighting on the side of the South Koreans? I mean, the South Vietnamese, who are also Vietnamese. We were fighting with them against the communists in the North. Oh, it's racial. Those... those those yellow people haven't done anything to us. I mean, it's just, and and unfortunately, we have an education system that's bought into this, so people are more susceptible to this kind of brainwashing. Um, what I wanted to get to before um, I get to the word is uh, the other thing I wanted to build on from this is, so the police are the enemy because the police are really nothing but the enforcement arm of the bourgeoisie. That's a Marxist construct. Oh, by the way, you know, Marx didn't believe in prisons either. You heard Rashida Talib say we should do away with police and we should do away with prisons and we should do it. Yeah, she's 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 a straight up communist. Marx didn't believe in prisons. He believed that prisons were punishing people for simply practicing capitalism in the wrong way. Because basically capitalism steals everything from everybody and criminals are accused of stealing things from people and taking things from people when capitalism does the same thing. But when capitalism does it, it's legitimate. When prisoners do it, it's not. So we should not put people in prison for those things. And then communists take over and guess what? They put everybody in prison. You breathe wrong, you get put in prison and you might never come out because there is no due process. You, you become an enemy of the people. They take you out back and put, uh, put a bullet in your head. Or you disappeared, your loved ones never hear from you again. That's what communism has actually brought in the world. It's killed hundred million people. And that may be an underestimate. That may be an, an underestimation. Now, in Chicago recently, with all the crime and all the violence that's taking place, this is what I mean about avoiding reality. A young man, young man, a boy, 13 years old, back, this happened back in March story is just beginning to come out. Uh, but this young man was shot to death by a police officer. His name was Adam Toledo, Adam Toledo, 13 years old, shot to death by a police officer. And of course, right now they're predicting that there may be riots in Chicago today over this. I mean, why the delay? I'm not sure, um, what that's all about, but they released the, they just released the, um, uh, Well, I guess within the last couple of weeks, they released the the body cam of the police officer and uh, some video of what went down. So 13 year old shot to death. Here's what they don't even question, because see here again, Marxism seeks to avoid the reality of the issue because it has an agenda and a narrative to push the country in a given direction. And so facts and truth that don't comport with that narrative simply are suppressed. See, this is Marxism too. The media's job is not in un, under a Marxist system is not to tell the truth, not to get all the facts out there. The media's job is to further the agenda of the communist party. And so what they don't talk about in the story, I haven't read anything that that, that even comments on this or, or talks about this. You know, when this happened, in the morning, 13 years old. He was out in the streets, 2.30 in the morning. You know what drew the police there? The report of gunfire. Guess what the 13 year old had? Uh, Apparently along with the 21 year old he was with, a gun. Yeah, he had a gun. They chased him down an alley. He was told to, to, to put the weapon down, given an opportunity to do that, and apparently made a sudden move, turned toward the police, There some are arguing that he had thrown the gun down, but based on the video where they believe they can see him throwing the gun down, this is not quite clear, but they think they see him throwing the gun down between the time he turned and the time he threw the gun down and the police officer shot him was eight. Tenths of a second. And the officer made a split decision, shot the boy. And then immediately went into to emergency uh, mode to try to save his life. Yeah, the, the officer did, you know, was trying to get the kid not to go to sleep. Don't don't close your eyes. You know, he's trying. He's doing everything he can now to save this kid's life. Now, here's the thing that nobody questions. What. In God's name is a 13 year old doing out in the streets of Chicago at two-thirty in the morning with a gun in his hand. You're not allowed to ask that question because the police are racist and they're out hunting down black men. You're not allowed to ask the question, where were his parents? Why is a 13-year-old out at 2.30 in the morning with a gun in his hand hanging out with a 21-year-old who had also I think he had a gun too. How can this be? You know, this kid was not at home asleep like some children have been at home asleep and get shot to death by gang violence, guns flying, bullets piercing the walls of their homes and killing the kids. And that's happened on multiple occasions and it's never police doing that. But you know what? You won't get any protests over those. Here's a kid in his home, in his car, in a car with his parents, doing nothing to nobody, innocent, four, five, six year old, killed, shot to death by some idiot who has opened fire on who knows who, trying to kill who knows who, and ends up killing an innocent child. But you won't hear any hue and cry about that. Oh, no, 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 that's that's different. And folks, that's happening in the streets of our cities every single week. I don't think there's any list anywhere. I'm going to try to find one of all the children killed in in gunfire. I'm not talking about accidental deaths with with firearms. I'm talking about shot to death because some idiot, some thug with a gun is out on the street, who's got no business with a gun. He has the firearm illegally, and he's out basically trying to shoot some rival over some gang or drug turf. And innocent men, women, and children are gunned down in the, in the, 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 the crossfire. And that's not talked about. But here a 13-year-old is at the scene of gunfire, runs away with a gun in his hand. That's indisputed. There, there was a stippling on his hand, which means he had fired the gun, 13 years old. But the cops are racist because in eight-tenths of a second, he made a split-second decision that he had to fire his weapon to be, keep from being shot and a 13-year-old dies. See, Marxism doesn't want you to talk about where's the family, where's the father, why is he out at 2.30 in the morning, what's going on? No, 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 no. Marxism just wants to say, once again, it's the racists killing black men. It's preposterous. But you know, because it has emotional appeal, a lot of people will buy into it. They'll just buy into it. See, there you go again. We just had an incident here in Windsor, and I, I don't want to get into that right now. i probably save that for tomorrow, because if I get into that right now, I probably won't get to the word, and I want to get to the word. But I will say this. We have so stirred up antipathy, hatred, fear, suspicion, of police officers without justification. This will be another instance. The death of of this kid, Adam Toledo, will be another justification. See, see, the cops can't be trusted. They're dangerous. They are all trying to, and this guy is just out there in the streets dealing with dangerous people doing murderous things and ends up killing a kid Maybe he had to, maybe he didn't have to. We'll have to see what the facts bear out. But one thing is for sure, this cop doesn't deserve to be punished, put in jail uh, or anything like that in a circumstance such as that. Where you're out trying to save the lives of others and you've got some kid who's been misguided into being out there with a firearm firing that gun and you come across that kid and you think that kid's about to shoot you and you shoot him and now look, You got the blood of a 13-year-old on your hands. I guarantee that cop didn't get up that morning thinking, yeah, I'm looking forward to killing a 13-year-old kid tonight. But that's what happened. Where's the the mother? Where's the father? Where's the family? That kid should have been home sleeping, and he's out running the streets at 2.30 and 3 o'clock in the morning in Chicago, which is the effectively a war zone. Uh, it, it's just this stuff. I, I have no respect. I have no respect whatsoever uh, for these people who run around vilifying cops and don't want to address the real issue of why a 13-year-old is out in the street firing a, a, a weapon and running from police. Uh, because you... Anybody who doesn't want to address that doesn't care about black lives. They don't care about any lives. They don't care about the life of the cop. They don't care about the life of the black kid who's shot in a situation like that. They don't care about anything. You know what they care about? Their Marxist agenda. That's what they care about. And using it to pursue that. Because if you really cared about black lives, you'd be haven't we spent a generation now being told you got to look for the underlying causes? Except when it doesn't comport with their... America condemning narrative. Then you don't look at the underlying causes. You just look at the circumstances and you condemn the cops and you condemn white people. And you tell them how bad they are and how evil they are and how white supremacist America is. Well, let me say this again. I've said it several times, but let me say it again. And I trust some of them are watching, and if they are not, share it with somebody. You young black men who are busy whining about racism, and you bunch of leftist racial demagogues and propagandists, who are busy whining about racism need to shut up and take your responsibility seriously. Stop impregnating women and walking away from those children and leaving them to raise raise themselves or be raised in the streets. Stop trying to hustle and get a job. Stop wasting your time with a gang and open a book. And educate yourself and read and learn and develop some skills and abilities. And I don't mean this garbage, this this woke garbage. I'm talking about learning, real learning, about history, about math, about science, about medicine, about about things that will do you good and help you to serve and do others good. Look, the formula is quite simple. And if this formula were followed, Adam Toledo would not be dead. Because I guarantee you this kid's from a broken home. I, I can almost guarantee that. Or his, if, he, if he's not, his father is just... Because i tell you one thing. I've raised three children. My wife and I have. You weren't going to find any of our children out at 2.30 in the morning anywhere. In fact, folks, I was notorious when they were growing up for showing up where they were supposed to be to, making, to make sure they were there. We laugh about it now. I don't know that they really enjoyed that, but yeah. Oh, Look, I watched my children like a hawk. And they certainly weren't going to be out anywhere at 2.30 in the morning doing anything. I remember my daughter called me one time she was doing a sleepover at a friend's house and they showed a movie that they knew they would not. I would not approve and they that that they could not be able to watch at home. It was inappropriate for children that age. And my daughter called me and told me what they were showing. I got dressed and went over and picked my daughter up and brought my daughter home. And she was at somebody else's house. I mean, so please, I I don't want to hear it. I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear, oh, the white man and racism, you know? please take responsibility for your own family. Take responsibility for your children. Take responsibility for your life and stop whining and moaning and groaning. That's not manhood. That's wimpiness. It's not, it's not my fault. It's not me. It's them. Folks, forgive me if this is a little too stark, but you know what? That's punkishness to me. That's punkishness. You got children running around uh, 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 trying to raise themselves and trying to live up to a, a, a skewed, perverse image of manhood. That is sick, that is disgusting, that is pathological. And there's no father there with his head on straight to say to his son, no, no, that's not right. That's not manhood. Manhood is not having a gun and sticking a gun in somebody's face and taking something from. That's not manhood. That's being an animal. That's being despicable. That's being dishonorable. But see, Marxism doesn't want to talk about that because all it wants to talk about is, you know, you're a victim and we're going to get equity for you and we're going to get justice for you yeah, we, you know what they what they what they're going to get for you if you if you let them pursue this, if we let these people stay in office, you're going to become a slave. Not a slave, not a slave like anti, not the, the antebellum South, but you're going to become so dependent and so beholden that you won't be able to think your own thoughts, speak your own words, or take your own actions without getting permission from the government. That's where we're headed. That's where we're headed. So I regret the death of this kid, Adam Toledo. I care about that kid, but I know that 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 kid's death cannot simply be laid at the feet of that police officer. That kid's death has got to be laid at the feet of the family that allow a 13-year-old to be wandering the streets at 2.30 and 3 o'clock in the morning with a gun in his hand. Okay, well, I've kind of done it again, haven't I? Um, you know, the Bible says he that does not care for his own is worse than, has, has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. So, you know, you, you Christians out there who are justifying this mess, you need to get a revelation. You're probably not Christians anyway. You're more Marxist than anything else. It's like, I mean, I, you hear these people like Eric, Eric, uh, what's his name? Eric Dyson, something like that. He claims to be a Baptist minister. He's about as much as Baptist minister as Al Sharpton. These people aren't, these people aren't Christians. They don't know God. What they know is their ideology. That's their idolatry. That's their God. My goodness gracious, the the, the first responsibility, the first responsibility of a person who's got a child is to take care of that child, to nurture that child, to guide that child, to, to lead that child, to help that child, to shape and mold that child, to be a productive human being, a decent, honorable human being. And people aren't doing it And it's it's a plague in the black community. And and you're not allowed to say that because you you let the white man off the hook. I've been told that. Oh, we don't talk about that. You're letting the white man off the hook. I mean, give me a break. And here again, Christians ought to know better. You're going to stand before God one day and try to see see how that works with him. You know, Jesus didn't play that mess. Jesus wasn't playing that of the, the old we the ethnic solidarity game. I just talked about this in my sermon yesterday. I think I talked about it yesterday. Remember when the Roman? Yeah, the Roman centurion came to him and he said, you know, Jesus, you don't have to come to my house. He said, I'm a man of authority like you. He said, you speak the word. My servant will be healed. And Jesus said, do you see this man? I have not seen such great faith in all of Israel. And, you know, you can just see the Jews saying, who does he think he is? This heathen, this Roman, this European? has got more faith than we've got. What's wrong with Jesus? He ought to know better than to say something like that. Because Jesus wasn't looking at the color of the man's skin. Probably Jesus and all the Jews around him had swarthy, olive colored or maybe light tan skin. And this Roman centurion probably, you know, because there were Romans from around the world. And they were there were centurions or soldiers from around the world who got co-opted into the Roman army. But assuming that he was, in fact, a Roman by birth, he would have been a European, probably lighter skin. But Jesus wasn't playing that game. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Well, since he's not one of us, I'm not giving him credit for anything, because, you know, he's he's the oppressor. Got to watch them. All of our problems are the result of the Romans. said you see this man's faith i wish you i I wish all of you had that kind of faith well jesus wasn't playing that game i'm not playing it either in fact i I said also yesterday get my message from yesterday by the way you'll find it on facebook but i also said yesterday you know we all quote Second Corinthians five seventeen. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away; all things have become new. I said, but most of us don't know the verse that comes just before it, which is equally important because it sets the context for that second verse. That that's that um, that seventeenth verse. It says, "Henceforth know we no one according to the flesh." While we have known Christ according to the flesh, henceforth, we know him thus no more. In other words, we don't relate to on, as Christians on the basis of the flesh. Jesus said the flesh profits, nothing the spirit gives life. We're not supposed to be relating to people based on the complexion of their skin. We're supposed to be relating to people based on the content of their character. That was a biblical proposition that Dr. King pronounced. But Marxism doesn't want that. And now you can't even critique the communist Chinese that are supremely evil because to do that is racist. Oh, you're, you're stoking Asian, you're stoking violence against Asians. I mean, give me a break. Any intelligent human being knows that com- any intelligent human being knows that communism is evil. Asian people aren't evil. They're not any more evil than anybody else is, but communism is evil. And the regime that runs China is an evil regime. And I can distinguish between the communist Chinese and Chinese or Asian people and anybody who can't is an idiot. And yeah, we have idiots in our country, unfortunately. And they, there may be some people who are attacking or insulting or of trying to offend Asians because they can't get it straight in their minds. It's not the skin. It's the sin. The problem is not Asian people, Chinese people. The problem is communism and those communists in China that are trying to bestride the known world and influence it to be more like them, including attacking our own country and saying we're a bad country because we're a racist country. Just ask black lives matter. They've already told the world that right? Wrong. Black lives matter is nothing but an ally of the communist Chinese. Yeah, I said it and I mean it. The Black Lives Matter organization is nothing but an ally of the communist Chinese because they're using their rhetoric to da- down our own country. And if you left it up to them, they turn everybody into slaves. They turn the whole world into slaves because that's what communism does. We live in the freest country in the, on the face of the earth. We live in the most prosperous, the most powerful, the most decent country, the most compassionate country on the face of the earth. You got people running around acting like they're living in a, uh, a, a on a slave plantation. I tell you, the slave plantation is is the leftist ideological perspective. That's what that is. It is a slave plantation, and it is about time that black folks, Hispanic folks, Asian folks, Indian folks, because you're know, making a big push for Asian people now too. A big push to Asian people, come off the plantation that the Democrat party and the left is trying to create for you of of racial obsession. And we're all victims and everybody's out to get us. And the white man is the problem. And he's the enemy, white supremacy. Yeah. You end up in a Lulu bin with that mess. That stuff will drive you crazy. It's not a biblical worldview. It's a Marxist worldview that spins off of class warfare and creates as a substitute racial conflict. I got to go folks. I'm way over time. Wow. Listen, God bless each and every one of you. Join me today. Oh, by the way, I'm about to live stream on my radio program. So you'll get plenty of E.W. Jackson on camera uh, about the live stream on my radio program. We're also gonna co- create an interview program that's in the works right now. Um, it's in my head right now anyway. And uh, we're we're going to be live streaming The Awakening uh, on American Family Radio from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. And I believe that's going to start today. It looks like everything is in place. Don't hold me to that because some of this depends upon my own technical ability, which some, can sometimes be lacking when it comes to my learning curve trying to get all this stuff working properly, making, making good progress. Uh, but either today or tomorrow, uh, I will be on live streaming my radio program. you'll be able to hear me on the radio as well as watch me and hear all the radio programming as well. Look in the meantime, folks, God bless each and every one of you. I love you. I, I know sometimes i can be I can be forceful, okay well, my wife says aggressive, but look you've got to be aggressive to 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 address the aggression with which Marxism and socialism and communism and 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 racial division and conflict are being pressed on us you've got to be while we ignore the real solutions to to these problems by the way when i talk to you more about awakening hearts and minds project of stan go to stan to learn more about it when i talk to you about that we're going to get into some of the 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 solutions to these problems okay as opposed to the marxist nonsense that is being rolled out from the mainstream media as a result of the dictates that they get from their their political bosses, the Democrat Communist Party. God bless you. I love you. I'm praying for you. Please pray for me. And in the meantime, remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side.